saw a head popping in the background. Oh, yeah, that's my dad. Hey, dad. Yeah. Tom says, hi, dad. Oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you start. You let me know when you're ready to start. I don't know. You can start. I can start. I'm ready to start. Go this ahead. is the worst part. You're ready to start? Are ready you going to do? Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Tom said we're ready to start, so I'm starting it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, I'm Doug. I say hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Perfect. And here we are. On... Oh, yeah. Hey, episode three. Episode three. We did it. So now we're ahead of 44% of podcasts, right? For total number of episodes. I think so, except I also think this might be episode four. No. No? No, it's only three. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we're I'm pretty of, sure. We're, we're getting it's, there. It's just, all, it's just all a magical blur. You, once you get beyond <laughs> one, it might as well be like eight or something. And I've barely started drinking. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so it'll get, you're, you're not aligned yet. Have to have a few more sips and then you'll get reoriented. Okay. I'll go with that. Perfect. So we'll jump right into it because we have a... Uh, we both have a lot to do this evening. Um, uh, Tom, do you want to run your first story on what apparently is turning into the like the mental health podcast? <laughs> oh, I hate that you frame it that way, but uh, with my love that's, of psychology and all the mental health issues I have, I guess that's kind of perfect. Yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did this annoying thing once again where I like stories that kind of connect in, in a weird way. Um, and the first one is uh, titled Father Shoots and Kills Driver Who Crashed Into and Killed Son. Uh, this story came out Monday, August 14th. The uh, long and the short of the story is that in North Carolina, a dad and his 17-year-old son, their car broke down on the side of the road. And they were walking on the side of the road when a Department of Correction truck um, crashed into his 17-year-old son and killed him. Um, the boy died from the crash. The driver of the truck stopped and called 911, and the father just drew a gun and shot the man dead and then climbed into the truck and drove it home, um, leaving both his dead son and, and the man that he killed lying on the side of the road together. Um, yeah, this this one is one that I, I kind of, when I read the headline, I couldn't make sense of it. I'm like, they must be, this must be a badly written headline, but it turns out real accurate. And it's, it's weird because I, I read a quote. I don't remember who it was. There was an A-list celebrity who said something earlier this week or, or late last week about how parents, uh, especially fathers, sort of fantasize about what they would do to someone who hurt their kid. And it was an interesting quote. And I remember he caught a lot of flack about it. And it just kind of made me think, you know, if, if this were to happen, you know, if, if, the if, if the unfortunate happens and you lose your kid to something like this, you know, what would I do? I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who believes in carrying concealed. I'm one of those people who uh, has been involved in violent life-taking conflict before. Um, and I just have to wonder, I mean, if this was me in this case and it was my son, would my reaction be any different? And, and the answer is I hope so because what this father did is if he has any other kids, he just took himself out of their lives um, probably for most of their, their lives. But I don't know. I mean it's, it's something like this when you lose a kid this traumatically – uh, this suddenly this in front of you. Do you, do you think, do you think you Doug that you would have the emotional control in the moment to not shoot somebody dead and not exact revenge, sort of in the spot? Man, um, I'll, I'll save I mean, this for your arraignment. Don't worry. 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah. We're we're not recording this part, right? Just not this part. Uh, the um I think this I actually video said that is not being recorded. Speak freely. <laughs> I heard the voice. It's we must way, not be recorded. Way, way too long. Um I think I actually said that on on the first episode though. I said that if anything anybody like you're just anything happened to to, you know, my kids for example, I, I or my wife, I just I don't know I didn't want to be there because I didn't know what dark place might show up potentially, depending depending upon the situation. I, well, I mean, the the really truly honest answer, Tom, is I don't know. I have no idea. Um, That's not a sexy answer, this. Doug. It's not a sexy answer. Oh, I'm going to give you a sexy answer, but like it's foreplay. You got to build up to it. You can't just like you know. You can't just like pop off too quickly, dads. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the short answer is I don't know. The this situation. I would probably not do the same thing this guy did because where, where I can imagine even impulsively wanting to take the life of somebody who, who, you know, killed my kid, I would, uh, that would be the situation where like it's hit and run, you know, truck hits them, breaks, looks out, sees what happened and then gets in and drives away. Not, not okay. Now, now I have a, a, a vengeance coming but but this was a guy who stopped and was trying to call 911 and deed is done he was probably not paying attention but he was trying to still do what he could probably not knowing the the state of of the kid and and that's the other thing too is that this dad after shooting this guy and killing him took the truck and drove home and that was my my first thought reading the article was did he like leave his kid's body on the road that that's not also not okay either so that was my my knee jerk reaction on that was this guy had more than that he had more going on up there that needed addressing than than the awful thing that just happened to him. There. Yeah. Is that sexy for you? It's sexy enough. It'll get the job done. And that's what we're here for. Getting the job done. <laughs> I don't think that's why we're here. <laughs> no, no, that's not why we're here. Yeah, it was um it was it, it I mean it it sucks. I mean and I mean, also, you, okay, here's your really sexy answer, the follow-up. Um, if something like this happened and I wanted some sort of revenge, I certainly would not do it impulsively right then and there on the side of the road. I would take my time. I would like Ocean's Eleven that S and try to be all the vocabulary words, furtive and secretive <laughs> to, right, to so, get it done. So here's the fun one. If we're talking, you're going to Ocean's Eleven this. Which character in Ocean's Eleven are you? Oh, are you God. George Clooney? Are you the Brad Pitt? Are you the uh, the demo? I mean, who who are you? I shouldn't have said that analogy because I should have known you'd ask. And now, oh, yeah. no matter no matter what I say, there's going to be some sort of psychoanalysis here. Hundred I mean, percent. Can I say Bernie Mac? Is that is that digital blackface? Is that a problem? That's, it sounds like digital blackface. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, also sounds accurate. So I right, mean, you know. Right. I, I, was, uh, I, I thought know. maybe you'd be one of the uh, one of the Mormon twins, the brothers that are messing with each other and driving. Right. That's, probably, you... that's probably me. I'm driving the car and complaining about everything. That's, <laughs> that's that's perfect. Yeah, that that's probably me. I'm not sly enough to be. I'm not the ignorant enough to be the Matt Damon in there. So for sure, I'd probably be the casino owner. Like I'd probably be the one getting ripped off. <laughs> and I'd still, you know, be pissed about it. Let's. That's that's my most likely scenario. I mean, if you're worth seven hundred and fifty million dollars, you're doing all right. That's that's okay. That's Until I lose one hundred and fifty of it. Well, that means you're still worth six hundred million. And in Ocean's Twelve, I believe they said the insurance got all that money back for him, and then they oh, got yeah, paid back fine. by the other thief anyway. So he profited out of that. That's a savvy business deal. 
you're right. I should totally consider this, this business yeah. model for my life. Yeah. You, you've not given this hypothetical situation quite enough analysis and thought for me. I will take your opinion under consideration. <laughs> you have any other thoughts on this? Cause you just described it. And I, I mean, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, first of all, are you even carrying here? Cause the guy's carrying, you probably would be a lot of us wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, my my first reaction, especially since the guy stopped and called nine one one, I I'd imagine based on the situations I've been in and, and based on how I think I would feel at the time, I'd imagine I would be trying to save my kid's life. I think I'd be right. doing first aid CPR. I'd be I'd be trying something, and I'm pretty sure that's where my focus would be. Um, and in the state of shock that I would probably be in, I, I doubt that I would be able to stop that even if my child was you know stone cold dead. Um, I don't think I would realize it. It's it's like someone pulling the trigger after they're out of out of bullets. They just they're in shock and they keep squeezing the trigger. I, I feel like that would probably be my reaction. If if he were to hit my kid and drive off, maybe that would do something else in me. Maybe I'd have anger and rage sort of tilting off my empathetic, you know, side. But but all I can think is that if it was my kid, I'd I'd be trying to save the kid's life. But I don't know. And hopefully I never have to find out. Well, that was also not a sexy answer. Mm, well, saving my kid's life is kind of sexy. I'll go with that. Okay, fine. Just deny the whole situation, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to live in denial. That's that's Perfect. how I handle most of my post-traumatic Okay, stress. so that is not the point of this podcast. Do not live in denial. There, we said it. Do we have a point to this podcast? I know we yes. kind of had one. Do we? Okay. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm trying to force you to wear a different hat. Not figuratively, literally, every single wear, episode. So you I did, did wear you a did. different hat. Yep. You did. And I'm wearing no hats. So there's something allegorical in there too. Um, story number two on the mental health podcast <laughs> episode today is um, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have, have heard this already. Um, this was originally published in earlier August. August 3rd is what I'm looking at here on, on this article. Um, the Toko, the human dog, I'm looking at the national post article where it says meet Toko, the human dog, Japanese man spends $15,700 us to become a rough collie. And if you haven't heard of this story yet, which if you're plugged into the internet, I feel like you at least ran across it at some point, maybe you didn't pay attention, but it's this, um, I think it was just this Japanese guy who, who just said that. Ever since he was a kid, he wanted to be a dog and the, you know, kept the dream alive and had all this money put into someone creating this dog suit for him. And then, and then he had a dog mask created and it, it's, it's realistic enough that, well, so, sorry, excuse me, let me backtrack. Then his girlfriend or helper or some woman decides to walk him around a park like a dog and 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 the the costume is so good that other dogs on on some of the videos you can find are kind of like staring him down like are you are you one of us <laughs> and this that's just that's the whole story he he talks like he's the dog and 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 the best part to me which shows what he really thinks of himself with this is that he says, Hey, if you know who I am on his, you know, YouTube video, he's like, don't, don't tell my family or friends. Just, just let me be because I'm going to be embarrassed if they find out it's me. Um, Sexy answer. That is really, really amazing work with that dog suit. Like 
looks great. Great color scheme. Like if you just kind of scrolled by a photo of this, you'd be like, that's a really large collie. And then you'd move on with your life, not realizing that it's a dude in there. Um, sexier answer. Uh, there needs to be four padded walls and chew toys for this guy for probably the rest of his life. Tom, your turn. Wow. Um, that's a really rough take on this. Um, but, um, I, uh, yeah, my, my first thought when I saw the costume actually was like, wow, that, that looks like a dog. Like it really, it really does. Except for like the Wolverine claws on the paws. I have never seen a dog with like three inch <laughs> nails before and, and they jut out. I mean, that looks like, like something out of my five-year-old's nightmares right there. It's just Aside from that, yeah, it looks cute. The videos, like the guy lays around and rolls around like a dog and he, he tries dog mannerisms. Um, yeah, my, my take on this isn't very sexy. It's whatever. You spend your money on what you want. You do what you want. If you're not hurting anybody, whatever. I, I don't care. Go go ahead and be you. Unleash your inner self. Um, you know, have fun with it. But but I, I heard do... you. I heard you say unleash. I know. And you got the rough one too, which was good. I, I appreciate that. Um you know, sometimes you throw that dog pun out there and, and, you know, sometimes it comes back to you, but sometimes you have to go retriever. So it's, it's, it all depends. It's, it's good that you pick up on these. Um, but yeah, I really think like the, the only concern I have with this is I feel like we live in a culture in a society now where people no longer are forced to differentiate between fantasy and imagination and reality. And when we see it, especially with the some of the more, I'm going to go ahead and just say ridiculous takes on pronouns um, and, and people that want to, you know, be identified as Zer, Zem, Zay and ghost cat this. And I feel like we live in a world now where we're just afraid to, to say that the real world isn't exactly what we want it to be all the time. And that's okay. And we have to adapt to it and we can still have our fun and have our imagination but we have to realize that the real world is the real world and our dreams and imagination are our dreams and imagination. And it feels like we don't do that well anymore as human beings. And I just wonder when the nonsense will kind of stop. And I don't care. It can continue on. I, I'm not saying I want it to stop or it needs to stop. It'll eventually work itself out or we'll somehow stumble into a utopian society and old grumpy farts like me are going to be like, yeah, back in my day and we'll be miserable and everyone else can be happy. But but I wonder at some point, like, when did we snap back into reality? And when does it, when are we just forced to realize that the world is the world and it doesn't get to be reshaped to our imagination just because we want it to be? And I just, in some ways, I want the dreamers to dream. In a lot of ways, I do. Um, but in some ways, I kind of also need people to sort of see reality. And, and I really want people to just be like, okay, this is life. I can make something good out of this and I can make something do with this. And I don't have to live in a world of disillusion and, and denial. And I just kind of get sad. The more I see people who just can't live in the world and make the best of it and, and have to like delude themselves, it does kind of make me sad. I'm happy people can be happy, but I just wonder what that means, you know, moving forward. That's all. All right. Hold on one second, Tom. What, what's, what's that? Uh, oh, oh, okay. We're canceled. We're canceled now. Goodbye, everybody. Cause you, cause you insulted pronouns. Yeah, that's all right. We we made it. Fat, we made it like the top sixty percent. We're good. Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I I agree. I mean, like, and 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 actually, that it's interesting that you said that. It did kind of make me realize because I, I think I've 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 definitely said before same kind of thing. If if you're not hurting anybody, 
who cares really you know what i mean um so for me to be like your chew toy lassie and throw them in there is is much more i mean it it sounds kind of hypocritical for me to say both of those things but you know some things are so detached and and i guess this is why i picked this is to eventually come around to this point as a father I have to watch out for, I mean, when it was, when it's just me, you know, I'm in my twenties, I'm going to, you know, the bar, going to work, you know, I, it, it doesn't, it's not the same. I get married. Now I have now, now suddenly everybody looking at my wife might be a threat, not just, you know, uh, uh, a male slut. Um, and now I have kids and in particular I have girls. So, you know, every story where someone attacks a child it does something in me and and now when i see someone who's like oh yeah i'm a dog i'm like no you're fucking not get away from me and my children because you are now officially unpredictable and and i think that's that's why i i want to see this guy not kind of allowed to move freely at least while expressing this i mean if he has the capability because he he probably does because he says don't tell anybody if you know me because I don't want other people to know this about me. So he has some attachment to reality and, and he, he realizes that, that, you know, for lack of better phrasing, there are people like me out there. And if you're able to, to do that, you sort of have a responsibility to the rest of society to, you know, not go with the flow per se, but, but, you know, we all kind of have our, our, our roles to play. And if you're being this unpredictable, I can no longer count on you around my children there. Good talk. Good talk. Great talk. (laughs) On that note, I think we should go to dad jokes because it's the only mentally stable thing in this podcast. Gotcha. You got yours ready? Uh, Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I have to pick because this is why I want to be able to talk about topics too, because this dog thing could go really, really, really deep. Okay. And I mean, and and you know what? I did have the thought. I was like, man, if I ever need like a costume, I need to find out who did that because it's really <laughs> good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's going to make me a Bigfoot costume. I can make myself famous. I know, right? And especially with internet and AI and deep faking now, like you could really legitimately pull it off probably. Um, okay. I'm going to save. Yeah, I'm going to do this one. Um, how? <laughs> Thank you. How do billboards communicate? You know this one. You know oh, this one. Through sign language. Thank you. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Finally, we got one. Got there. Perfect. Good job. All right. Do you want inappropriate chicken joke? Or do you want chicken <laughs> joke a little less inappropriate, but with stronger language? Hmm. The former. The former. Why don't chickens wear underwear? why because they're peckers on their head <laughs> that's, I thought you'd like that's that. fantastic there's so many layers to this though too roosters have a little uh mm-hmm. little dangle too up there yeah yeah need like a whole cup yeah. <laughs> that was good i like that one i like i've never heard that before too that's good I didn't know I've actually been carrying coming. that one around since I was like eight yeah. or nine. I, I heard someone say it when I was eight or nine and I wasn't supposed to hear it. 
And uh, it's been <laughs> It's, it's been, been there, burned there ever since. It's it's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes of all time. Speaking of puns, I didn't see that coming. Ah, mm, there you go. See, we went into the ladder anyway. <laughs> all right. You, you know what the chicken said when I told it that bad joke? <sighs> You're doing a twofer on me tonight, aren't you? Am, what What did he say, Tom? It said, "Fuck off." <laughs> of course it did. It's not a typo either. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. All right. Enough of this ballyhoo, or more appropriately for somebody in this room, tomfoolery. I do like tomfoolery. You do like tomfoolery. Shenanigans and hijinks. And you know what my favorite one is? My favorite one is ballyhoo. Ballyhoo. That's that's my favorite. I, I like that one. Okay. Um, let's do let's do my other one next because it's short and I don't know. It just it would be weirder to end on on like a super short one. Sure. It's because I'm going to tell you the entire story, guys. You ready? Here's the headline from the Washington Post, um, dated August 7th. The year is 2023, 7th of August. Virginia woman breaks world record for loudest burp. And what we're going to try to do here, see if it'll work. We'll put in the one of her burps for you. Behold. Um, yeah, so she broke, she registered 107.3 decibels for her burp. And I mean, I'm impressed, but I would never talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. I mean, um, I'm going to be judgy. Go for it. Guys dads wives listening in on what their dads are listening to trying to figure out what they're actually laughing about in the car or crying about in the car um yes she looks exactly like you would expect including in the studio on video it was like hey you're gonna come into the studio um you're gonna you're gonna break this world record for us right um and no one in nothing in her brain or no one who knew her was like dress nice she I, she looks exactly like you'd think she'd look <laughs> I, I will say the the one thing i did not expect that i was surprised to see and I, i'm wondering if maybe it had something to do with the the amplitude of her burp she's got this choker on when she's there in the radio studio like she's actually wearing this tight choker and uh i don't know i just imagine that that would make it harder but maybe maybe that tightness maybe that helps increase the amplitude as it i, I don't know but I mean, it is a tight, tight choker she's wearing around her neck. It's, have you ever worn a choker? They're not. I, I never have. No. You never have. No. Okay. Ooh, not really what? into that kind of stuff. It's not really right. Been my well, me, me, uh, uh, chick, <laughs> chickens. Um, no, I mean it's. I, I mean, I have one of those uh, choker necklaces things that's that's meant to when I was, you know. It was let's call it a phase. It was it was more like I, I had a lot of uh, girl cousins, and they decided they were gonna like make me trendy, and which was Tre- obviously trendy or transy. The former. Okay. We're all about the former today. Um, and uh, I mean, newsflash: I'm not trendy. It was going against the natural law for Doug. Um, but but yeah, they it it just it's it's one of those flexible ish things that that goes up to like you know to to have the look, but they're 
thinner plastic bead, whatever kind of things they don't do. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking you could, at the picture right now. It, it's not as tight as I think it is. Then it's not restrictive. Probably not. It, it's probably not doing anything. Um, I mean, honestly, looking right now, your watch might be on, might feel tighter than that Joker. Oh wow. Okay. Potentially, right. let's just assume a bunch of shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what we do on podcasts. That's what we. That's what we do. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, that's the whole headline, and and the face she makes when they said that she hit 107 decibels, like her eyes did something funny, like. Yeah, she's a she's a keeper, guys. If if any of you are still out there looking for world class talent and something, you found it right here. I mean, they say it's like louder than it's louder. That's louder than a lawnmower. One hundred seven oh, yeah. no, decibels I... is like rock. It's like it's like jet engine rock concert. Virginia belching woman. So so not not quite there, but yes, <laughs> uh, I actually I actually pulled up a decibel level comparison chart before we started, just so I could have some references here. So she she belched at one hundred and seven point three, right? Like that's where she was. Um, your uh, what did I see? Where was it? Um, the subway train at two hundred feet away is only ninety five decibels. Okay, your Damn. vacuum cleaner is only seventy five decibels. So she was double shame. Right. She was about 50% louder than a vacuum cleaner, right? Try to do that at home and see how well you do. Um, 107 decibels. So 0.3 lower than where she was is a power lawnmower is what it's described at. A chain- so she is louder than a lawnmower. She is, she is slightly <laughs> louder than a power mower. Um, a chainsaw three feet away is 110. So she was basically as loud as a chainsaw three feet away from you. And, and just for the reference, because Doug did mention it, a jet engine is um, at 100 feet, right? is 140. Oh, 140. Wow, that's um, even higher than I thought. Yeah. A I guess 100 feet's really close. Yeah, 100 feet's pretty close. Yeah. But yeah, the, this woman was louder than your lawnmower. I mean, that that's how loud this burp was. So if you're wearing you know ear protection while you mow your lawn or headphones, the volume blasting up, she could have drowned that nonsense out. And this was at eight feet, two inches away from the microphone too. I should, I should specify that. Like <laughs> when she recorded this thing, more than the chainsaw feet away. <laughs> yeah. That's further than the chainsaw. Get in line guys. There's only one of her. Uh, yeah. This, as far as I know, I mean, there was another woman who did seven one oh seven point zero. So, I mean, you could, you could settle for seconds, you know, you could have the second best for only 0.3 decibels less. Okay. So what episode is this? We're three. We think it's number three, uh, three or four. Okay, so episode five, Tom's going to come on and be like, hey, everybody, um, we lost Doug. Uh, the belching lady got him. <laughs> she didn't even touch him. He just melted away. She blasted him. He, he asked for her choker and he deafened her. Whoa, hey, now, do not let that be the narrative. I, my wife will haunt me while I'm dead. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. It does sound wrong. I don't want any of that. Remember, I'm not. I'm untrendy, super untrendy untrendy yes that's do yours really do yours we're spiraling this is ridiculous this is way longer than i wanted this to be that's okay we'll <laughs> fix it in post i mean that's always that's thing. always it's not even that's not even funny anymore no no we're just not. we're just relying relying on your hats now it, it will be funny once we realize how much they actually have to fix in post that then it'll be funny hey guys this one came out to 22 minutes <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, so my next one is, uh, again, sad and dark. I'm going to pick some happy stuff next time. Um, I almost went, I almost went with the snake that was named after Harrison Ford because I thought that was a really cool study, really cool story, especially since Indiana Jones is like terrified of snakes. I thought there was some irony there. No, Um, there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I should just switch over and do that one. Um, did you know that man actually had an ant 
and a spider and there was another another animal or insect named after him this is like the fourth animal he's had named after him so again mental health podcast if <laughs> like if you name all of your pets after like tay tay then you have a problem i'm it's sorry fair. you do it's fair i mean i've got problems not, not a big problem you're not gonna like end up in a park rolling around in a dog mask but you know <laughs> you're on the spectrum those references are going to continue to give me pause. I can't help it. Sorry. Lap it up guys. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. All right. So uh, my next one. Yeah. I got to depression next time. Yeah. Back (laughs) to depression. So my first story was about a father losing a son and then essentially, you know, taking himself out of any other kids lives. If he has them. Um, This one is about a kid losing a mom. Um, There was a, it's titled mom hanging out inside illegal New York city club dies dragged into back room and left for hours um in this case there was a woman celebrating her 35th birthday um in astoria new york city and she was at an illegal nightclub um there were a bunch of these before the pandemic um back in 2011 through 2015 uh, when i was a police officer um these were a thing where i was apparently during the pandemic they became very very popular and essentially, it's it's a place that pretends to be a business, rents a commercial space as a business, and then essentially just invites people in to charge them lots of money for drinks and dancing, never gets a license, doesn't register as a nightclub. That this one, this place told everyone around it that it was an insurance agency. Um, and it would just start throwing these all-night raves until six, seven in the morning. In this case, a woman was there celebrating her 35th birthday. She uh, collapses in the dance floor, just so drunk she can't stand up. Um, the bartender literally drags her to a back room, texts her sister, I guess, you know, the family, says, come get your drunk sister. There's videos of people trying to slap this girl and wake her up, and she's not responding. She's not flinching. I mean, she's stone cold, not moving. And uh, no one wanted to call 911 because it was an illegal establishment. So they didn't want the police there. Literally just called her sister and said, come get her. Her sister gets there a couple hours later and finds out she's dead. And she's been dead for a while. So she's sitting there doing resuscitation on her sister who's passed away. Um, Calls 911 and everyone just leaves. They just evacuate this nightclub because they don't want to be there when the police show up. And she's left sort of alone in this illicit nightclub um, with her dead sister. Turns out the woman had a child, um, maybe two. I read two different reports. One said she had one child, one said she had two. It's, it's, I've been in a weird place the last week because a friend of mine, they discovered some some growths in her brain and they had to do an emergency surgery and remove a four centimeter uh, mass from her brain on short Holy notice. Holy shit, it was that big? Yeah. Yeah, and there's another one that Jesus. they had to go back for. But it, it's, it's you know, Doug, when I first found these stories, she's like, wow, man, you're dark. Um, and I am in just, it, it's just kind of <laughs> a dark place. Like, <laughs> I really, it's, it's been a really tough week. Um, you know, she's, she's closer to my wife than she is me, this friend. Uh, she's, she, we're both very close to her, but she was a roommate with my wife all through college. And my wife has gone to places overseas with her. I went to Oktoberfest in, in Munich with her. Um, I'm very close with her, her brother. We're very close to her parents. I mean, she's family. She's, she's a very, very close friend to us, but she's, is really a sister to my wife. So it's been a week of, trying to be supportive for my wife and trying to be here for my wife and not really processing my own crap, um, which is not a healthy way to go. And you should not do that, but it, it has been process your crap guys, process yeah. your crap. Yes. Um, get that metamucil process your crap. Um, <laughs> 
But, uh, but you yeah, just was... don't don't you ever change, Tom? Just don't <laughs> oh, change. Thanks. <laughs> but I did choose a couple of dark stories this week, and I, I think it's because I've been thinking a lot about loss, um, and especially you know she's she's our age. It it, it just kind of hit me at one point, like, well, what if all the stuff I've been going through health wise for the last year, year and a half, what if they just found a mass in my head, you know, and and my kids were suddenly at risk of losing a father, um, and it just kind of made me think a little bit. And and this week I've been you know, not as irritated by things as I should be. I've definitely been slower to anger. My, my son tells me no, and he's five, you know, he's going to say no, but normally he tells me no. And my first reaction is you don't tell us no. And, and this week I've tried to slow that down a little bit and, and sort of be in the moment with my kids a little bit more and, and try to do some, some things a little bit less emotional and, and just more present. Um, because this woman, her, her kids just lost her. She was literally just selling her, celebrating her birthday. And my first thought was just, you know, what a tragedy. But then my second thought went to, should I be blaming this woman? You know, is this victim blaming or did she just do a really terrible, irresponsible thing? And and is she actually, you know, less deserving of my sympathy and more deserving of anger? Um, And and one thing that Doug will tell you is I'm very moderate. I'm very in the middle of the road. I I try to be on both sides, whether it's good for me or not. So annoying. It is so annoying. I, I get it. But yeah, I found myself getting mad at this woman. Like you're 35 years old. You're, you're a grown ass woman. You're an adult. You've got kids. You should not be in some Ill- illegal, secret, underground club drinking yourself to death. You just shouldn't be if you have kids. And um, yeah, I don't know. Just I'm kind of curious about, it made me think about parental responsibilities a little bit. Kind of, you know, where we draw the line as to what we do to have fun. I like to go play poker uh, at a local casino once or twice a week if I can. It usually is like once or twice a month, but if I could go twice a week, I would go twice a week and, and play. But it kind of makes me start wondering about, you know, well, am I being irresponsible there? And, you know, other, other certain things, I'm working too many hours. I'm taking time from my kids. I'm, I'm neglecting my health. I, I neglect my health in a bad way until everything catches up. And then I'm stuck in doctor's offices for like months at a time because I didn't do crap the right way and see them when I should have, you know, it, it just kind of made me stop and go, when you do stuff like that, once you become a dad, it's no longer about you. This crap is not about you. You have a responsibility to your kids to take care of yourself because if you take yourself out of the, out of their lives prematurely, you're to blame. And anything that comes after that is going to be your fault. It doesn't matter what you did, you know, good as a father before that point. If all of a sudden you take yourself out of your kid's life and it screws them up, it's kind of your fault, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. So that's what I've been kind of thinking for the last few days and, and kind of rolling around in my head and then slugging through. Man. Well, here I am to completely be less serious. Speaking of neglecting your health, I was very politely muting myself to refill my alcoholic beverage. Were, were you burping? <laughs> were you setting world records or at least practicing? No, my dad would wake up. I think he decided to just go to bed here in the other room. Because for those of you, I don't think we mentioned it before the recording. Happened. I don't think so, but I don't want to bring it up now. It's much better I'm, for them to think you're I like know, right? you know living what? in just, your parents' basement. We're just going to go past that real quick. Oh, we're traveling. I'm I'm sitting in the hotel, um, being not the most savory citizen. Probably, I, I doubt they would appreciate this delicacy I have sitting here with me. And and you're talking to somebody who, when when people would ask who's your physician, and I'm like, I put my pediatrician's name down from when I was like a kid because I haven't gone to get a new doctor yet. I yep. needed to get married. And have my wife find a physician that she likes to be like, okay, this is our family doctor now. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm, I'm turning 36 soon. So literally half my life was like, I mean, my, like 
18 years after i'm like oh yeah sure just call this guy and they're like he's a pediatrician i'm like i know it's fine it's fine like i don't i don't go see a doctor um not for that anyway i uh i have like i said plenty of other medical issues so i get checked out way more than most people well voluntary colonoscopies don't count that's not what we're we're talking about what about involuntary Mm, well those count yes yes well mine is more cardio cardiovascular so like i said i get i get a lot more attention medically than most people <laughs> you heard um, that doug's un- proctologist gives him cardio that that's that's how mm-hmm. they operate mm-hmm. don't, don't tell my wife <laughs> um surprisingly so this is one of those articles that if you know me you'd be like oh doug's kind of like shit all over this and then just like you know blame everybody for everything and and maybe it's just my my personal headspace right now the recently but you know this is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go straight towards like kind of the the dadding or or parenting side of this whole thing for me you know having kids is hard and and those of you who have kids know that it's not something you you can say it and people without kids can be like oh yeah sure of course it's hard it's like no when your first baby shows up and you think what's it gonna do sleep poop and somehow you don't shower even though it's like you're not doing anything, you feel like you somehow manage to like dishes pile up and you don't shower. And and if you're like me, your wife come home, comes home from work and you like your head whips around and you look at her when she comes to the door like you're a deranged like parrot and your hair is all messed up. And you're like, <laughs> you're here. I need to shower. Take it. And and that's with a two parent household. So this article or or they're all the articles. um, where's dad where's husband where's even even where's boyfriend the the whole story at least on the front of it is her and then her mom who's in florida so nowhere near her physically and then sister who's apparently local but that's it so she is most likely a single parent of of some variety and you know what i cannot really blame you if you want to go take a load off as a parent, I mean, it's, 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 you can't a lot of the time and, and, and really you shouldn't in a lot of ways, cause you know, kids need their parents, but if it's just her and this happened to be, for example, her one night, you know, that she carves out for herself per month, that's, you know, she may not have been doing, I mean, she's probably not stupid. She probably understood that this wasn't exactly the most legally savory establishment. And and that's on her just to even put herself in that environment, because guess what happens if you collapse in a place where everyone's breaking the law, who's going to help you? Yeah. For starters. Um, Second, I mean, you are 35. So what I think the, uh, I think the article too, didn't actually say they know what killed her yet. I think, I think the, the medical examiner, they're still determining the cause, which, you know, I mean, if, if that's, if she just drank herself to death, then, you know, that's on her. If something slipped something into her drink or, you know, it comes out later that she was out with someone who she had been out with before and they like to, you know, they got a line on some fentanyl kind of thing and she had too much, you know, now, now I feel like I'm going to defend her a lot less. Yeah. But I mean, it's sad. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're her sister, you're coming into a dead body and you're trying to call and get help. And, and, you know, the workers at this place are like locking you out when you're trying to flag down the ambulance. Like there's absolutely no human decency here. It's, it's all around. It's just a terrible situation. I mean, this, this alone could have 
you know, we start talking, talking about topics. This could, this could take up in my mind, 30 plus minutes of just, of just all the, the whatever's behind this. But yeah, these, she was at the end of the day, she didn't put herself around good people because the owner of this place took a picture and sent it to her mom, probably as some sort of shame, like your drunk ass daughter was probably this person's motivation. So when you put yourself around people like that, it's not going to be good. So, you know, we've talked about guilty by association before, I think. And if we haven't, we're talking about it now. Um, (laughs) You absolutely are guilty by association and that's it. So that's her mistake. But I mean, if she had, you know, again, like my proctologist and I talk all the time about my cardio. Um, If something just happened to her cardiovascularly, can you really blame her? Like it's not her fault. She dropped it. It just is. So there you go. I guess the bottom line is it's tragic. It's it's anytime you have a loss of life like this where someone was doing something to hurt a new one, especially it just it, it's just tragic. But it's it's such a force multiplier when there's a kid involved. It just um you know we it, guarantee it, there's a twelve year old involved here. Like this is right, this is right smack when when if if she was any version of any good influence on on her kid or or potential kids, then this is absolutely a pivotal time to not have this happen. So. Yeah. Prayers for the kid, man, or kids. Yep. Well, that was light and uplifting and, and happy. I'm glad I chose such a... Bye, everybody. That's all the articles. <laughs> Remember when we said about why is dad crying in the car? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I promise for next time I'll work all my crap out instead of, you know, taking it here and, and working it out through the podcast. This is not the place to purge my... It's fine. You've got, a, you've got a lovely looking hat, though. It's good. Thank you. Thank you. I have to go yeah, change so... it before we record the next one, though. Do you though? Because that was the whole that was the whole theme was you were getting ahead of yourself. Oh, that's true. I thought we were going to cover that the Texas standoff. All right, yep. I think you should have one of those carnival like spinning hats with a little propeller on it, and you know the candy stripe kind of colors. You know, I don't, I, know. I don't have one of those. All the hats that I own, I do not have one of those. Mm, I don't either, for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. Well, on that note, um, the takeaway for today is uh, is make better decisions and uh, surround yourself with people that give a damn about you. Um, but yeah, make make better decisions, make make good decisions, make decisions with your kids in mind. I think. Yeah. So this is actually here's here here's how we here's how we spin this, Senor Tomas. Um, yes, we're ending on on a sad note, but but the whole point of this podcast, as as Tom said in, in number one, is that. We're, we're guys who are trying to tell you that you're not perfect and that's okay. And in fact, it would be super boring if you were perfect and like the world's greatest dad. I mean, you should still, you still deserve the mug for the record. I, I still think you, you get the world's greatest dad, dad mug, but this is, it's these articles that, that remind us that, you know what shit happens. And as long as you're being good enough and you value the time that you have, I mean, if your kids see it, that that's all they really need. And then just the rest is icing on the cake, man. We believe in you. That's why we're here is because we want to tell you that it's okay to not be the greatest. And your kids don't even want you to be the greatest. They just want you to be you. Yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, Until next time, hopefully we see um, probably all five of you by now, right? We'll see all five of you next time. And you gotta, you gotta lay off of all of them. No, 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 no. We're, we're being optimistic. We're not even, we're not even at a baseball team yet. That's all right. Slow the roll. That's all right. We're on a basketball team and basketball is a better sport anyway. So it's all good. But no one gets any breaks. (laughs) Well, that's good. I would lose all this COVID weight finally. That would be a good thing. 
oh 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 no you're saying there's three of them three <laughs> listeners and then the two of us i i don't get any breaks then no, this is no, not okay no for you nope. you're playing shorthanded i'll go sit in the penalty box myself i'll punch somebody <laughs> just to get a break i don't think there's a penalty box in basketball you're there is the now. wrong sport there is now i will make one all right, well, that's going to wrap up this episode to put us in the 40th percentile, 60th percentile. I don't know what percentile we're in. This up yours, Ref. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll do it for episode three or four. Um, or whatever it is. Or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. We will chat with you guys again real soon. Bye, Felicia's. Recording ended. All right, Doug, yeah. so uh, how do you really feel? In the actual recording, dipshit. There's a recording <laughs> thing on the top left of my screen. Oh, so. <laughs>